Welcome to the Chicken and Liquor Hour. Uh, we got the homie over here. Um, I ain't got no liquor, bro. I'm pissed. <laughs> well, um, I got, look, I got chicken. I got the Publix and the uh, and some tequila. Have you ever had the, what's this, Casadores? Yeah, I've had Casadores. It's okay. Do you like it? It's okay. It's a well tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell it is. It tastes it's like well. Tastes yeah, like you can well. tell it. You can definitely tell. To me, this should be, because this, I think, is like $20. This should be the same price as like the, what's it, Lunazul, that's like $15, $16. This is more of a, this that is not is, a $20. No, not at all. I completely agree. I'm like, I have anything in the house? No, bro. I got kombucha <laughs> and weed. Uh, <laughs> kombucha and weed. All right. That sounds relaxing. <laughs> Um, but we got the homie, uh, Atlanta's finest, um, Alex told you, That's me. <laughs> Alex told you, um, tell, tell, tell my people a little about yourself. Like tell them about your hood rat way. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, like you said, my name is Alex. You can follow me at Alex told you on IG or Twitter. Uh, I am Atlanta native born and raised, um, I'm an artist manager. I currently manage two artists, R&B, soul artists from Atlanta as well. Anthony David, he is a Grammy nominee artist. And then Dree Jack, who's from College Park. Shout out to the South Side. Um, gang, gang. Okay, motherfucker. All right. Uh, that's, that's about it. Okay. I just be talking a lot of shit. People always ask me, like, what did Alex tell you? And I'm like, I tell you everything. That's the thing. <laughs> everything. I talk a lot of shit. I know a lot of shit. Okay. So hit me up. I'm like Google almost. <laughs> <laughs> so i always like to start off the show with um minimize your fucks minimize your fucks is all about how do you either keep your peace or not allow people to get on your nerves or just a moment where you was about to flip out and you're like you know what i'm tripping i need to minimize the shit i'm mm -hmm. giving fucks to how have you minimized your fucks this week well this week wow this uh, wow uh, I smoke a lot of fucking weed, okay? Which you know. I smoke a lot of weed. I haven't spoken since I was like 13. Every day I'm a bona fide stoner, unfortunately. I am. <laughs> um, so I just smoke. Um, I also, I love the new iOS 15 update because I'm a person that keeps their phone on do not disturb 24-8. Like y'all niggas be talking shit on Twitter about like, y'all just be sleeping and not caring about your loved ones. Like I care about you, but like in like the nine to five like time frame when I'm awake or like- <laughs> When everyone's at work, you should be hitting me up. So yes, I keep my phone on do not disturb all the fucking time. But with iOS 15, you have little different focuses and stuff. So now, oh, I put well, isn't that I mean what's so different than regularly just putting your phone on do not? Oh disturb. baby, look, can you see that? So I don't know if you can see that. Okay, so yeah, you have, I see it. You have the do not disturb, which is regular. You'll get no notifications, no nothing. You have personal yeah. so if you're having like your meditation time when you first wake up in the morning or like right before you go to bed. Then I have my work one. I don't know the glare. And then you can like, and you have a sleep one and you can add different focuses. So if you're meditating for an hour, like every day at five o'clock, you can put that and no one will bother you. So. Oh, so okay. So hold on. So you can, so this is different in first of all, the sense that you can set a time for it to automatically start being do not disturb. Correct. Yeah. For, for each focus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can like personalize like so my personal focus i have you and my favorites whoever's in my favorites can like, get access to me like they can text me okay, got you come through my work like 
for example, I was at work today. So like your message didn't come through because you're not in my work favorites right now. Oh. Um, like my artists are. So like whenever I'm at work, because I do work a nine to five, y'all, my, my company does not pay my bills yet, but it will soon. Um, so when I'm at work, then the outside world cannot bother me. The only people that can call me is like my emergency people, like my aunt, my mom, my dad, and then my artists, and that's it. Um, oh, that's so that's dope. how I've been really minimizing my fucks all around, thanks to iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been like doing a lot of journaling lately this this week. There's a lot of shit that has happened the last two weeks. It's been a kind of rough last two weeks. I've been kind of just journaling and like watching TV that makes me like laugh. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been I, actually I just had a, a therapy session at uh, earlier a couple hours ago before this or whatever. And it's the first time I've been back in therapy since I lived in Atlanta. When I was in Florida, I was doing a ther- uh, monthly basis and stuff. And since I've been here and well, today we was talking about like essentially minimizing your fucks. Obviously, I didn't say we didn't say that in therapy, but essentially it's that because I said since I've been in Atlanta, I feel like I'm always in a rush and I'm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm impatient now and I haven't had that balance anymore of the self-development and self-care. It's like, I'm always just in a rush to go somewhere. I get off of work, you know, like for us, I got to catch a shuttle over to my car on the other, uh, at the other campus, on the Claremont campus, you know where, uh, you know where Miss Icy's is. Yeah. So I have to catch the shuttle from Emory's main campus over to, uh, right, it's right down the street from Miss Icy's over to that place just to uh, get to my car and I'm paying $56 a month in parking, $56 a month, bro. So I feel like I'm always in a rush. As soon as I got for work, I'm trying to hurry up, get to the shuttle, get to my car before traffic gets really shitty. And then I'm in traffic and then I'm like, and I've never been a person that normally gets annoyed and cusses and everything in traffic. And I've caught myself just getting angry and being just kind of short to a short temper and all of that. And so that's why I'm really been trying to, how the fuck do I minimize my fucks again? Cause I was great at it in Florida. And then, so now it's almost like I'm relating that to Atlanta. It's making me not love yeah. Atlanta as much now. Like yeah. it's making me be like, damn, do I want to move? But it's wild. Cause every, go ahead. I I have seen this city chew people up and spit people out like it. And I know people always think like, oh, it's Atlanta. Like it's easy. It's easy. Like it's easy, sure, if you know what you're doing or if you know. People. In a sense, in a sense, yeah, in a sense, right. it can be. Yeah, yeah. It's, not hard. it's not as hard as like New York or LA or Chicago by any means, no. But if you're not careful, yeah, like people get, I've seen that people like get burnt out on this city real quick because yeah. I don't, and I don't even know what that's about because I'm born and raised from here and I don't, I don't know, but I still, I also get kind of that sense as well. And I always have to remind myself like to slow down. And so then I will like, actively like slow down and then I'll tell like friends like no I'm not hanging out this weekend like whatever and I'll just like kind of take a beat you know you gotta always remember like take a beat for yourself whenever you're feeling overwhelmed um and like to answer the second part of your question like last week there was this crazy situation that happened to me it was very fucked up it was very traumatic um and I could have gone on off on the person that was causing this situation because I almost did but then I was like you know what it's not even worth my breath because they can't hear you you know what I mean? So yeah, correct, correct. Like, you've got to always pick and choose your battles. And I've been really good at that my entire life because um, I'm not the one to fucking argue. Um, but if I feel like I need to argue, I, I will, of course. And I'm very passionate about certain things. But, you know, you, I just have to remind myself, like, how much energy I'm gonna, am I going to put out if I respond to this? And if it's way too much energy that I want to put out, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond. Like, mm-hmm. and like and it, I know sometimes it gets hard because like people say shit, crazy shit to you. And like this situation that happened to me, this person was 
completely out of line. Um, and I was like, I'm protecting myself and my, my peace by not responding back to you because I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. You know what I mean? So just always just take every situation and like, see it for its full value and face value. And that'll kind of help you decipher, like, am I going to minimize my fuck here? Yes or no. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and sometimes you just got to cut people off, you know, just like choke the oxygen out of them. Like, you know, it's like, if I respond back to you then you have no fuel to play with. So I'm going to shut you the fuck up by shutting the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, and you can do that with arguments or whatever situation, but it all starts. I tell tell my youngins that type of stuff all the time is because it's like, pick your battles, yo. Cause especially in this era, especially the ones who grew up in the social media era, they're so used to having, they're so used to having strong opinions on everything. And it's like, yo, you don't have to have a strong opinion on everything that happens in this world. And I tell them, and I'm like, yo, I got way too much going on in my life to be having all these strong opinions and arguing with strangers on the internet. I don't have the, even if people would say I don't have the time, even if I do have the time, let's say I have the time, I don't have the fucking energy to be, especially with a stranger. I don't like arguing with my loved ones and my friends. And that's what kind of annoys me with people. I feel like people don't know me that well. If they're like, we'll argue, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't argue. I'll ask questions. I don't mind having a a conversation or even a kind of a back and forth or whatever, but I'm not arguing with you. Kind of even like, like, um, like uh, my homegirl Ebony, who you met, she'll say, yeah, you and Alex was arguing. I'm like, me and Alex, we're not, I'm not arguing. We just <laughs> having to like, it's, we're having it. it was a true debate. It was a really true debate, but because we were drinking a lot of tequila, it was loud. We just loud. Heated. Right. It was loud. It was like, and one thing that heated, we're just a tequila. It was a little emotional though. You was a little emotional. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a Scorpio and you're a fucking Pisces. So like, we want to talk about emotions here. We can get into it. But for me, it's like, I'm like, I don't, I don't ever look at it as arguing or whatever, especially if it's somebody that I really fuck with, that I love or that I'm cool right. with or whatever. Like, I'll, we can ask questions. We can disagree. I like having conversations and all that. And then as soon as we're done with that, it's just done. And we can talk about something else and go back to taking shots or hugging each right. other or just whatever. It's not that big of a deal, but I've learned I've especially learned since I've gotten older, especially since being the pandemic and shut down and stuff, that not a lot of friends, not a lot of people are like that, not a lot of friends, period, because I'm thinking, like, I, like I've like i argued with my loved ones, like, I will argue, like, especially the guys that I call my brothers, and you've met my brother, Chris, and we argue, man, we argue so much, it's so funny, we argue, but when we get done arguing, we'll either, hey, my bad, bro, my bad, or we just started talking. We was in Miami a couple months ago, and we got we got an argument in an Uber. We got into an argument. And we cussing each other out. Fuck you, weak ass, and I'll fuck you, bitch ass. And we just arguing and stuff. And so it's all of us brothers. And then one dude who we've all met, but we've met him through Chris, and he's kind of new. He's never been around us as brothers. So it's it was five of us who've known each other at the minimum since 2006. At the minimum. So we argue, and then so we get out of the car, don't talk to each other for the rest of the night. The next morning, we all meet up, and we just talking regular. And his ho- other homeboy, who's not one of the brothers, he's like, bro, I'm, I'm confused, dog. He said, y'all was just cussing each other out and calling each other names and everything. And then the way we tease each other, he said, bro, y'all be roasting the hell out of each other. Yes. How y'all, he's like, how y'all cool? So, how y'all not mad? I'm like, bro, like, that's just no. how we are. And then that's how a lot of, like, siblings, loved ones, friends are, though. I'm gonna talk my shit, bitch. Okay, like what? And listen, I have me and my homegirl Shelby. We're the same. I mean, you've seen it. We're the mm-hmm. same exact fucking way. We're loud. We're loud. Saying, y'all loud too. <laughs> 
She is the yin to my yang. I love her. But yeah, I mean, her and I, we begin into the same thing. Like, we'll either be like, all right, so what you want to go eat? Like, you want to smoke? Or we'll just like give it give it a day because you know women we'll give it a day and i'll hit like hit her up and like so you're trying to smoke with me like facetime me right now and like let's hit this bowl together and she's like all right wait for me and i'm like all right like you know but that's how it should be yeah i mean is if it's is it a true relationship if it's not you know what i mean like i don't know and i'm also not gonna argue with strangers either like what the fuck i don't argue i do not argue i don't argue and i also don't yell and like that was the issue that happened last week this man grown-ass man came at me so crazy in my vehicle and i was like i'm just gonna politely drop you the fuck off and mm-hmm. i'm gonna go home uh mm-hmm. and never speak to you again and i just smoked my brains out like you know because i'm just not i'm just not the one like i'm yeah. just too old for all that you know i have a busy very busy lifestyle like my energy could be making money you know and i'd be tired nigga be tired i don't want to argue like so so because i've learned this but where People who I've considered that like been friends for 10 years or whatnot, hella close. And we get in one argument and they're done talking to you. And that's just, so Mm. for me, so for me, that's when I'm like, oh, part of that's my fault because everyone, everyone's definition for friend is going to be different. So for me, I'm looking at, if I call you my friend, I'm assuming that we can get into our argument and it's not going to be anything and we can apologize, keep it moving and continue our friendship uh, you're a person that I can call if my car stops and you'll figure you'll try to help me out if you can or something. You're just somebody that I can be transparent with and tell them my insecurities or something. And you're not going to throw them back in my face. Like that's for me, that's is a friend. But for some other people, when they say friend, they might just mean somebody I can have fun with, someone I go out with, someone I drink with or something. And that's just different. So part of that is my fault because that's how I view friendship. And, and I guess like these certain people who I've been friends with since 2011, 2010, 2008. One argument, or not even an argument, one fucking agreement. Yeah. And they stop talking to you. And I'm like, yeah. so if that's all it takes, if that's all it takes, our friendship was very flimsy and it wasn't as strong as I thought it was. And it was, and I ain't gonna lie, like I'm a grown man, but when I was telling my homegirl about she said, why are you so bothered by it? Just move on. I'm like, well, I don't care. When I'm when it's somebody I love and it's my friend, someone that I've picked up at three in the morning because they car stopped. Someone that I've picked up because some dude didn't hit them. Someone that sleeps at my house and I leave here at my house without me being here, give them a key. Mm-hmm. I think that's deep. I'm going to miss that person. Like, I miss that motherfucker. Like, I, I love that nigga. So it's just, it's just disappointing. So, but that's why you got to know what, like, how you really view friendship and does this first person view friendship the same? I will say, go ahead. You also have to be careful. You know, it, it also takes a, a bit of discernment, I will say, you know, um, and just kind of like not with necessarily keeping your guard up, but just keeping the gates closed until you feel, you know, that well, this after is 10 years, but after 10 or 12 years, that, which is a different down. story. Yeah, that, that happened to me, too, as well. I told you this a couple months ago. Remember, I had a friend, her and I were mm-hmm. friends for 10 plus years. And to this day, I still don't even know why she's upset. Um <laughs> I really, truly don't. I really don't. Uh, and she came at me very crazy, very, very crazy, calling me out of my name and everything. And I was like, this is not, a, this. it wasn't a normal argument that we've had. Like yeah. the energy behind it was very different. And I was like, this is very different. Like what is going on? 
Um, but also you're not going to disrespect me because you're feeling some type of way and your lack of communication, because I was going to say that to you too. It's not always about arguing. And if people can just Mm -hmm. drop a friendship after a disagreement or whatever, then it wasn't really a friendship because like you need to be able to communicate, you know what I mean? Communicate. And so after 10 plus years, you haven't been communicating to me at all. That's, that's what that shows me. If you can throw away a friendship after 10 years, that shows me that you were, were never truly my friend on your end. And because you never truly opened up or you never truly communicated to me because I'm a very open person. Um, Ask me questions. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the answer. I'm very loyal to the core. I'm very honest person. Like that is me. So just come to me. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, to this day, I have no idea. I've asked Shelby who was part of, she wasn't part of it, but she was involved because this particular friend tried to embarrass me in a group message. Um, instead of just coming to me on the side and be like, I'm upset for whatever reason. Um, but Shelby asked this girl recently, like, so what was the beef? And the girl shit up was like, I don't even remember. I don't even know. And Shelby was like, so y'all were friends for, we were friends for 11 or 12 years. And she was like, so whatever it was, you were so heated in that moment, went off on her crazy, couldn't communicate it to her. Cause like, cause I asked her, I was like, what is the beef? Like, it's not this, it's that. Cause now your kitchen sinking me. You came at me saying my problem was this. Then you're saying, but now it's this, 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 this. So what is it? You know what I mean? And how come if it's all these things, why aren't you communicating? Okay. And life is too um, fragile to just throw something away after that long too. You feel like we you, could be gone you can, at any moment. Communicate to me then say that as well. And we can, we can figure that out. And I can figure out, we can figure out ways to communication styles because that's what friends do. And any, in any relationship, whether it be platonic, intimate friendship, work relationships, you figure out people's communication styles, you figure out what works, what doesn't work. And you just go with it. You know what I mean? You're going to have your hiccups. You're going to have your whatever, but it's pretty seamless if you keep it a buck. Yep. It's, um, that's what I tell, that's the one thing I preach all the time now. And I've learned this back in college about communication. I remember my professor said to me, he said, well, the thing about communication and specifically arguing when you're just yelling over one another and you're not hearing each other, it's like two TVs facing towards each other with the volume on maximum and on two different channels. He said, you have one TV on a football game and another TV on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And both, and you can't hear what the other one is saying, and y'all just yelling over each other, and that doesn't help anyone mm-hmm. whatsoever. And communication really is the cure for a lot of issues. And communication just, and I, I also I learned that with a lot of my friendships, especially because you know I'm a guy who has a lot of females and women in his life or whatever. And I feel like not with every female relationship, but my fe- most of my female relationships it takes more work and effort than it does with my homeboys and my guys and brothers and all that. Like not every, obviously not everyone, but it's a little bit more effort and stuff. And I've also, I've learned that you can't argue as a man, you can't argue with a woman the same way she argues with you. I think especially like, and I say in this sense, because as a man, especially if you're like just a bigger man and you've had that, like those issues when men hit women and all that, if you're if me and you are arguing, you're truly yelling and just all over the place and all of that. I'm not worried that you're going to hit me, though. I'm not worried about that. Usually, normally, I'm not worried about that. But as a woman, if I, as a man, if I'm truly yelling and I'm all over the place, that might come to your mind. I'm like, yeah, this nigga might hit me right now. He's really yeah. yelling out. 
So you can't give that woman that same type of energy that she's giving you when you're arguing. And that's just part of the game. And I hate when I see, that's why these, these new niggas are so annoying. They such crybabies and be whining all the fucking time on social media. If I did that as a man, imagine everybody be whining and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, nigga, you're a man. You can't do some of these things, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, well, let's, let's take a beat because yes, I 100% agree with you. However, I feel like everyone as a whole needs to learn communication tiles. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, definitely. I'm just saying like, and men, especially, I don't know. They, unfortunately y'all need to have a, a little bit more communication styles because of that reason. But Cause I think I feel like man specifically, but I feel like especially American culture is culture is the first the first emotion we result to resort to is like anger. Like okay. that's the first thing. Like that's what like all these people with guns. The first thing they think is to shoot somebody, is to hit somebody. People get into a car accident, and the first thing they think is to get out of the car and start yelling and cussing at each other. And I get it. You pissed off someone hit your car. They didn't do this shit on purpose, bro. They didn't hit your car on purpose. They're like, it, the saying is really true. Like you get what, you get more um, bees with honey. More, lies with honey than vinegar. Like, it's very true though. It's like when I went, I took my car into the auto shop. And so I dropped it off and they said, it'll be about 45 minutes to an hour. So I dropped it off and I'm like, well, I didn't have a way to get somewhere. I wasn't about to pay for an Uber to go back home or ask someone to come and get me. There's a Mexican restaurant and a, um, and a Nelson line across the street. I went over there to the Mexican restaurant, had two margaritas, got drunk, and then went and got a pedicure. And then they gave you a glass of wine with your pedicure too. So I'm in, a, I'm relaxed as hell. What it was, was this? It's, it was on, um, it's out here in Smyrna off of uh, Spring Road on South Atlanta Road across yeah. the um, car, Tired Plus or whatever. It yeah. was some little, some little Mexican spot. It's a little dope little Mexican spot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But then, and there was a, like, there's a Nelson line right next to it. So I went, I'm chilling, relaxed. She's massaging my feet. I'm feeling good. I'm walking on heaven. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm about to go get my car and I'm going to go home and take a nap, nigga. So I'm pumped. I get over there and I see my car in the same spot that I parked. And I'm like, maybe they just put it right back in the same spot. I get in there and I'm like, hey, uh, is my car ready? And it was a black woman. She looks up with a face like, oh, shit. And she said, oh, my, I'm so sorry. They haven't taken your car back. And so in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? It's been three hours. I've been out here relaxed. It's three hours. Y'all still ain't brought my car yet. So I'm in my head, I'm pissed. Like, of course, I want to cuss her out. A lot of people would have cussed her out. So she, so she's like, well, um, I'm sorry. Well, I'll make sure they'll take it back right now. Um, it's been crazy. I said, it's all good. I said, yeah, of course. Okay, just do your thing, whatever. So I'm not talking as much, but I'm not being rude. So I go sit down, checking some emails. I, I go over there and ch- uh, edit a podcast. That's what I start doing. She comes over about 25 minutes later. Mr. Thomas, we're so sorry. Um, here's, um, it's everything's free. Don't worry about it. We apologize and all that. But if I would have been rude to her, she didn't have to give me anything for free. They could have still made me pay. They could, and I wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. They could have, they would have just made me pay. Well, because I didn't flip out and have rage and anger and cuss her out. Cause when I've told this story to people, a lot of people are like, well, I would have cussed her out. And I'm like, for it's what? not her fault. It her fault. Thank you. Thank you. That's like cussing out a waitress because the cook is taking too long or something. Yeah. Like, bruh, it's not this person's fault. Like, you call ATT because someone messed up on your bill. The person who's answering the phone in customer care is not the person that fucked your bill up. So nope. I just I'm just not gonna flip out on people. They're like most of these people. 
really most of the people, not everybody, but most of the people are really trying to do their best. They not they don't want you to sit there and wait four hours and stuff because they know that's only going to be bad on them and their service and their reviews and stuff. But I just think the average American, it seems like after sitting back during a pandemic and just watching, like niggas just want to wild out and be angry all the fucking time. It's because it's because I have to take my trash. I have to put my trash out for trash valet in a second. So we're going to put a beat on this, but it's because of the individual individualism of the of this country. Everyone is I, 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 me, me, me. It's my opinion, my rights. I have a say. I have this. I'm an individual. I can do this. It's the it's the individualism of the United States. People it's, are so inconsiderate. Oh my God, yes. In the moment. Oh Jesus. I mean, listen, I work for a ticketing platform and I work for customer service for that plat for that company. Jesus, I'm low-key little stone, so I'm like, whatever. But <laughs> The amount of emails we get a day of these people, like, I'm not getting the vaccine. I want a refund. I don't want to do this. I want that. I'm not doing it. I want that. And it's just like, Jesus, people, like, they cannot look past their nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who has worked customer service for the last, I don't know, 11 years, 12 years, or however long it's been now. Um, yeah. Like, if you don't work customer service, you don't understand it. I always mm-hmm. encourage people, like, especially to work restaurant. Like, I know retail is crazy, and I, I know retail is crazy. But honest to God, I'm like, in my opinion, I'm like, retail ain't got shit on restaurants. Because I think Walmart and restaurants. <laughs> yeah, because people are crazy, okay? And that is where I've learned all of my compassion. I'm a compassion person, like, normally, naturally. But, like, working in restaurants specifically has made me... Whew, it humbles you very quickly. It changes how you, you know, move in this world, how you speak to people. Um, and like, all my friends are always like, how do you get all this free shit all the time? You always have the hookup. And I'm like, because I'm a genuinely nice fucking person. If I have it to give, I'm going to give it. And like, if I, if I can, I will, if I cannot, I will be sure to let you know that I cannot do it, but I will make sure that someone can help you out, point you in the right direction. Like that has always been me since I was a child. So I'm like, and then on top of working restaurants, I'm like, I'm just super fucking nice. Cause I honestly, God, want people to be nice to me. I've been called, can I say, um, I've been called the, the hard arse however many times, monkey, this, that, you know, like just people, okay? And just, and it also be your own kind too. Not calling me racist, man. I'd be your own people, definitely. Threatening you and all this shit. Like I have seen some crazy shit. I have a crazy shit been done to me. And I just move in this world super nice because i'm like listen nice always you know gives back to nice people like fuck that i'm like i get so much free shit everywhere i go because i'm a genuinely nice fucking person and if i do something wrong i'm the first one to apologize i'm the first one to take accountability and responsibility for my actions or lack thereof and i think that that's the other big issue on top of like just the individualistic of everything is the fact that people don't ever want to take responsibility for things mm-hmm. people have a hard time admitting that they're wrong for whatever reason i don't know yep. why. I really don't give a fuck. I, if I fucked up, I fucked it up. Let mm-hmm. me know how I can fix it. I, I'm all about learning from my mistakes. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a pride thing. I don't know if it's an ego thing, but people can never take responsibility or accountability for their actions or the lack of their lack thereof. Um, they can never admit when they're wrong. And I think that has a huge part in that. People can never apologize for nothing because um, that's weak. Why are you apologizing? Like, you, like what? You hurt their yeah. feelings or you did something wrong. Fucking apologize. Like, I don't know 
where, what happened from like us growing up as kids, like sticks and stones, apologize, words aren't nice, you know, to fuck you, I'm gonna kill you. Like, what is this? Like, Bruh. Bruh. Crazy. it's just, well, shit, my problem is I apologize too much. Like, so you know that, like, that issue. Oh, my God. Like, I apologize too quickly. Like, I'll be at work and I'll go ahead and start off my statement. Like, hey, I'm not trying to be a jerk, not trying to be an asshole, but. And my supervisor had to finally tell me this, this, uh, this white chick, she was like, Will, you don't always have to start off your statements by saying, well, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I said, none of, she said, none of us think you're trying to be an asshole or a jerk. She said, part of the reason we hired you is because you're going to give us your opinion on something and you're going to let, you're going to tell us like, Hey, I think it'd be better to do it this way or whatever. Like we all appreciate that and respect it. So you don't have to keep starting off your statements by saying, hey, I'm not an asshole, I'm not being a jerk, or I'm not trying to be difficult. Because I say that all the time, I'm not trying to be difficult. And then it's like, I see that in my personal life where when it comes to friends, I won't always tell them exactly how I feel about things and stuff. And when I started doing that, that's when I started losing some friends. But I had to tell myself, you know what, fuck it. Those, are, those aren't really your friends if, if the first thing they do when you're trying to just be transparent and genuine about how you feel if they're ready to just say fuck it and move on, then those really wasn't your friends no, and stuff. And they were pretty much leeches at that point. Fuck that. Right. You know? But uh, but talking about like people jumping to anger and fast food restaurants and all that, you see those videos on Twitter on a daily basis that someone is literally in there ready to fight over mm-hmm. a chicken biscuit at Chick-fil-A or something like, how bad is your life? How frustrated or how tired are you that you're ready to fight somebody because they're not selling breakfast? Like, yeah. That person, that person needs help. They truly need help. No, for real. And like, I used to work for Chick-fil-A for a very, very, very long time. I managed Chick-fil-A for like five and a half years. Um, and the, the, you know, Chick-fil-A is famous for their customer service. And they're also famous for their video. Everyone has a story. Um, if I have to see that video one more time, I just might lose it. <laughs> uh, no offense to you, Chick-fil-A. I absolutely love Chick-fil-A because they, you know, well, that's kind of problematic. I love Chick-fil-A because they instilled great work ethic in me. I love my gays more. So let me just make that very clear. Yeah, you love you love the like working. The, that doesn't mean you love the owners no. and what they say. Like that's no, two totally different things. So yeah. the environment was, you know, I can't speak to it now because I don't work there now. Um, and different every location is different, different operators, but it taught me a lot. And that has gotten to me where the fuck I am now. So I am very grateful. Um, but yes, the Chick-fil-A has that. Everyone has a story video. It's super famous. Um, and in that video, it's like this mom's, I don't know. I'm gonna make up the, the scenarios because I don't remember. But like, there's like a single mom who's like struggling with her child. And there's this guy who got a background is tested all the shit, right? And so it's just all talking about like, just treat people how you would want to be treated and with, with the same fucking level of respect. Um, and so I think about that when people like come into these restaurants ready to fight over some shit. I'm like, I, I don't necessarily want to give them a benefit of the doubt because why are you acting like a fucking animal, right? Because regardless of what happened five minutes before you walked in this motherfucking dough to get your chicken, like does not have, this has nothing to do with the Popeye's employee. Like you ran over a nail. That is not her fault. Okay, somebody cut you off. That is not his fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, and I feel like part of that is like people walk in with whatever they're, they're bringing it in, what they're outside into the restaurant, whatever, either to get food to make them feel better or because they're hungry, what have you. So there's that. That's the only benefit I will give. But as an adult, 
it's up to you to act like you have some fucking common sense. You know what I mean? Like, and if they're not selling what, that, what you want, take that L and move on or go get something else. You know, there's no need to be violent at these employees. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. And I think some of it is just people trying to clout chase. Um, and I think sometimes people conflate the two, two issues. Like, you got a nail in your tire before you walked in here. And then now they're not selling your shit. Now that's a completed issue. And now you want to, you're ready to blow. But it's like, not every day is going to be a good fucking day. You're going to have great days where everything goes according to plan. You're going to have shitty days that only five things got done on your list or nothing got done at all because everything was a shit show. But it's all about how you fucking react to things. You know what I mean? And I'm all about pivoting. Like I always tell my friends and I always tell people you have to pivot, 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 pivot. pivot. You cannot sit there. You cannot wallow in it. Feel your feelings for sure to its entirety. So if you have to go into your car and break down and fucking do a primal screen, then so fucking do it. Just fucking do it. If you need to go to the bathroom and just cry a little bit, fucking do it, but feel your feelings in the moment. If you can, don't cut them off because you think that you can't. If you have the opportunity to go feel your feelings, go fucking do that shit. Release it. Okay, take a couple deep breaths and then come back at it because then you're mm-hmm. just a lot nicer person to other people and you're not going to jail because you shot somebody or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> bro, because niggas be ready to go to jail over the okay. slight Like, you're ready to go to jail for 15 years, for six months, whatever it is over someone stepped on your shoe, over someone cut you off in traffic, over they gave you the wrong food at a restaurant. Like this shit's wild as hell, bro. I'm not going to jail for no one. No, no one. I don't care if they're like- Inconvenience, really. (laughs) Because I'm like, now we're having this conversation. I'm like, let me think back to all the times I probably cuss out somebody, especially Comcast, (laughs) especially fucking Comcast reps. Sorry. Oh my Uh, God, dog. Oh my, Spectrum, Comcast. Oh my gosh, they are the fucking worst, bro. The worst. And I'm just like, you know what? I work customers. It's not that person's fault, but like, you just be so fucking frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so let, we're gonna play this game. We're gonna play a game um, about which, uh, what stores, what stores have the worst, uh, the worst employees? Okay. Like, what companies have the worst employees, and then which companies have the worst customers? We're gonna play that. So we're gonna take this little break, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. What uh what company has the worst customer service and or employees? First is Walmart, especially I'm gonna say because Walmart and customer service. Yeah, like both. Like you go to Walmart and you'll ask somebody, "Excuse me, where are the uh, vacuum cleaners?" And they're like, "I don't, I don't know." Like, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't know? Like, even if you don't you know, the answer. Thank you. You know where to get the answer. That they that they heard you because normally they just be keeping it fucking pushing. Like, oh okay. Right, and they like, or when they're in the middle of an aisle, like stocking something, they won't get out of your way. They're like, nigga, I'm at work doing this. I'm like, bro, I'm a customer though. Like, I get it. I might be annoying. I get it. You might have had a long day. You had seven customers piss you off. But guess what? I'm not those seven customers, bro. I'm just trying to scoop behind you, my nigga. Like, they are the fucking worst, bro. Worst. They ain't never got no lanes open. No. They have 32 lanes and three of them be open. And then they looking at us, looking at you crazy because you annoyed. Like, bro, I ain't trying to sit in it. And, and self-checkout low-key sucks. Bro, but you know what I've learned? Especially here. There's certain Walmarts. You go in, you be like, this is a nice fucking Walmart. I'm shot. Like, my yeah. si- like out in Ackworth near my sister, 
Nigga, the Walmart's nice and clean out there. I'm like, first of all, it's clean as hell. They're, they had hella lanes open. It was never crowded when I've been in there. And the employees was nice as shit. And I'm like, am I in Target or Walmart right now, bro? <laughs> I was shocked. So, uh, fuck Walmart. All right, what, what you got? What's one company you got? Well, Comcast, 100%. Like, they really just be grinding my fucking gears. I, I dread having to call them. Like, my Wi-Fi was, like, acting spotty a couple days ago. And I was, like, talking to my spirit guides. I was, like, y'all better <laughs> fix this because... I guess it's like every time I have an internet issue, I always just have this fucking rage ready. I'm like, because they're very unfucking helpful. They're so unhelpful all the fucking time. Not to mention, their stupid lady, the rape, the robot lady. You, it takes you an hour to get through that bitch, yo. Yes. Especially when, especially when I know it's like a service, like there's an outage somewhere, or like my modem's like being weird, and I've already reset it over the phone with that stupid broad. Like re, we're gonna reset a pin and then call us back, and I call back, and I'm in the same fucking loop, bitch. And then once, I, but the thing is, what I've noticed, and this don't take a page out of my book. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> treat people with respect but fuck that little ra- robot lady because what i've noticed is that i will go through the prompts whatever let them ping it call them back and then i will start cussing the moment i drop the f-bomb they're like connecting a representative i'm like damn fucking right bitch hey i start cuss i start cussing up a motherfucking storm in this bitch oh yeah and it works every fucking time <laughs> and i will say i think they also blocked me on twitter um <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got blocked by Spectrum slash Comcast. I'm pretty sure, yes, because if you go to my tweets, um, because if like whenever I can't get through on the phone or whatever, I take I take it to Twitter. I am that person that takes shit to Twitter. I'm so sorry. I don't know when I became this person, but it's very effective. Um, so I use it. But yeah. It's about I- taking it to Twitter. Yeah, I think yeah. that that shit is effective because my gas company was fucking up over here and I was trying to get in touch and call them for three days. Uh-huh. And then like finally, and finally, I think not one you, somebody else. They was, was like, me. I told you to take oh, that shit. Yeah, okay. So it was. I was you. like, okay, have you taken okay, it to yeah. You're like, no, no, yeah, I was gonna wait. I said, no, nigga, take that to the Twitter right now. I was yes. like, and yes. I got on Twitter and said something. And they immediately responded, and apparently, and I talked. The woman called me, and apparently, it's this one woman who she handles the Twitter account on a daily basis from eight a.m. to five p.m. Like she handles it from eight yeah. to five every day. And so they wrote me, and then uh, she she DM'd me. I gave her my phone number. She called me within ten minutes mm-hmm. of the DM, and she was she was so helpful. And I'm like, why ain't none of these motherfuckers I've talked to over the past week? been helpful like yo where the fuck have you been joanne joanne where the fuck but no yo twitter is very effective twitter is king i live and die by twitter you know that's how we met but yes i took that i i take shit to twitter and especially comcast and i have cussed them out more times i can count publicly like fuck you i fucking hate you piece of shit like cuss cuss out and the last like four times i've had issues and this is like and my internet has actually been seamless the last like i don't know how many months they're like hey don't fuck with her y'all don't oh yeah because i think i tweeted at them like back up like over the summer it was like the last time like a few other times like up in like you know january february just cussing the fuck out and those last few times like they've they haven't responded back to me like it just goes fucking radio silent and i'm like oh okay so i'm like blocked probably probably um 
Yeah, because my internet was out and I couldn't figure out if there was an outage or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck Com- at Comcast? I'm like, I'm like, I'm at fucking work. Is there God, like, just cuss them out. No response. And I was like, success. <laughs> success. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another store or company I've either had a call, I've been to, where I was just so annoyed dealing with people. Um, oh, well, Georgia my Natural Gas. Yeah, my insurance company. Mm. Uh, my I health insurance I have Aetna for my health insurance. I do too. I do too. And the first of all, with Aetna, the websites aren't helpful for real at all. I've Ooh. never had a call. I will say though, whenever I've emailed them, they've responded to my emails within an hour every time. Okay. So emails the trick because I call. I'm a, I'm a motherfucker. Nope. Calls, I don't. Right? I don't ever call. I I'll, I'll email first, and if I don't get anything within 24 hours, well, at least one business day, then I'll call. But I'll email first, depending on the, if it's an urgency, depending on the urgency though. And this wasn't like urgent or whatever, but anytime it's been, I think four times where I've had to email them about something from the website or to get some information, I get a response usually within an hour, but no more than 24 hours. I always get a response. So maybe that's the trick with them. You have to uh, email them. I will say then, would you best say something? I call, well, I got insurance with my new company I'm working at. And so I, you know, I'm setting all my shit up and unhelpful and then mm-hmm. i called another time because i was like oh shit like my gynecologist like my yearly like annual is coming up like i need to see if my gynecologist is in the network because if not i'm gonna have to check myself because fuck that like i haven't seen my gynecologist for god knows how long i'm not gonna go see a new nigga like no you're not gonna no bro a new bitch to pro- poke and prod me absolutely not um so i, I call right let me <laughs> ring 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 <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for calling that now. Bitch, it's your job. Act like you want to be here. Shit. I Get said hi. Like I'm trying to do this. Da, da, da. Okay. He's like, so just make the appointment then. Dead ass. <laughs> I was like, I was like, sir. I was told from the dental side of things that I need to set up medical side, and then I can call and make my appointment. <sighs> What's the name? Yeah, he, he goes, yeah, he's in here. So just make the appointment. I said, okay, you need anything else? I said, nah, nigga, I'm straight. And click, I was like, sir. They had to be an Atlanta nigga. They had, had to have been, I had, it just felt like it was. I was like. Yeah, this Adna. Yeah, this Adna, what up? You can quit. Like, you can right. quit. You can find another job, bro. If this is annoying you that much. Blue Cross Blue Shield. Hello. Hey, <laughs> Farm. Kaiser Permanente. Oh, uh, shit. Um, on the other end, what has been maybe pleasant surprises or places you enjoy shopping that you have the best experiences? Well, obviously, fucking Target and Publix. Yeah. Duh. Yes. Um, hmm. Let me think. Um, tra- Trader Joe's. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Trader yeah. Joe's, they look, they enjoy their job. And if they don't I, enjoy their jobs, they can fake that shit like a mug. I love Trader Joe's employees. Like, I want to take them all home with me, 100%. I want them to just walk around with me all day encouraging me to do shit. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I will say Grand Park Market, it's just like this cute little market by my house in Grand Park. Um, love shopping there. I'm honestly, like, they should put me on a plaque. Like, I'm, like, the number one customer, especially <laughs> during COVID, because they're so close to my house. I could walk there. It's, like, literally, like, less than a 10-minute walk. Um, so during COVID last year, I mean, I had all this money coming in because I was unemployed, and then also, like, 
I could eat and do whatever the fuck I want. So I would go there like 10 times a day. Like, and that's not even high as a kite, fucked up too. They always Enjoy. knew I was hungover. <laughs> They'd always be like, oh, here she go. Like, <laughs> they know me my name. Like, uh, yeah, they like, hey, yeah, yeah, Alex back here. Yeah. Here she comes. I think they started a little loyalty program because I went there so much. Like a few other people in my building go there so often. Like they started this loyalty program. Like when I went in there like a month ago, like we started this loyalty program. And I was like, because of me? And the owner walked by and just gave him this look like, and I was like, yeah, nigga. I was you know like, what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> Give me my motherfucking points. Right. Uh, yeah, I love Grand Park Market. They're so sweet to work at. I, I will say, I will say, um, so for people who don't know this restaurant, Red Pepper is, Red Pepper is one of those spots that Atlanta niggas just love going to brunch to at Red Pepper. Bottomless mimosas. It's a decent, it's a good time. And the bottomless mimosas only uh, $14. So, I mean, you really can't complain too much. But I will say the red pepper I went to on uh, on Briarcliff, not the not the one in Midtown, but okay. there's one in Briarcliff. The service is great, and my mimosa never gets below half. It never went below half. So then you don't know how much you're really drinking, and then out of nowhere you look up, damn, am I drunk right now? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? So like my drink never got below half, and then at one point the chick was like. I'm gonna just leave the picture on the table. Don't worry about it. Like y'all just keep the picture. You started with that, girl. Right. Like you should have did that in the first place, my nigga. You wouldn't have had to keep running back and forth. To be honest, just actually put put two of put two pictures right here. Right. And with one of them, throw a couple shots of bourbon in there because that's really gonna be fire. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I will say, red pepper service is always great. Um, tacos and tequila. My service is always great there too. Um. Uh, for the people who's not familiar with tacos and tequila, it's exactly what it sounds like. Tacos yep. and tequila. Pretty their much. Their tequila list is very, very, very extensive. Honestly, their tequila list is like almost up there with El Scorpion. Um, are they still open? That's a good question. I'm gonna Google it. I heard that they were close. Someone told me that they closed down. I was like, they're I was like, that literally can't be because they make millions of dollars. Like they make hand over fist and money. Oh, permanently closed. <gasps> what? No. It says permanently closed. The one on Peachtree, right? Yeah, this, yeah, it's the only one. Yeah, permanently closed. Oh, I thought that was a lie, bro. I was like, there's no way. Because, like, what? Because they're, they're, they're margaritas. Whoo, handcrafted. Oh. Their tequila list was overly extensive. Like, whoo, yeah. I can't believe they closed. They, wait, what? Like, Friday nights there? Oh, my God. They used to charge covers a long time ago just because they could. For real? Yeah, at one point they did. I think it might have been like a special night for something, but they definitely were charging cover at one point. And I was like, okay. Why um, do why do why do niggas love some red pepper? Because niggas like it's like red pepper is like a that can be like on a Friday night, someone you like, you know, I think I want to go to brunch tomorrow. And you just hit up a couple friends, y'all trying to go to red pepper tomorrow. All right, cool, bet. And like, but niggas love to and it's nothing, it's not too much of anything. Like it ain't one of those, it's not one of those, you know how there's a lot of Atlanta restaurants. They think they gotta be bougie when like just be you, bro. You don't have to try to be too much, fam. Like it's like trying to go to Kroger and Kroger's trying to pretend to be public. It's like Kroger's just gonna be Kroger, nigga. Just be Kroger. I will have to say, since we're on this topic, and this is very controversial, what I'm about to say. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. I'm like thinking about if I should say it out loud. Yeah, uh, say it. We need it. Speaking of Atlanta restaurants that act to try to be bougie and do all this extra shit, da 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 da. So you know where I live. I live in Edgewood. Mm -hmm. 
you know, breakfast at Barney's just opened up like in the pandemic, whatever. I love my black home spots. I do. <laughs> um, it's super cute inside, quaint. Mm-hmm. The food is legitimately I like it. <laughs> legitimately, the I. drinks are below that. Oh damn. The Bellinis, like the Bellini, like I love a good Bellini. I'm expecting to have peach puree. It's Bellini, it's syrup. So it's just champagne and syrup. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hella sweet. Oh my God. Um, I don't know who was bartending. They should probably get a new bar manager though, for sure. Someone who actually knows how to make cocktails. Um, but I mean, that place stays fucking packed Monday through Sunday, bro. It does not matter what time of the day. They always have a line. It's also super small inside, but like it's literally like mediocre. Do and you I feel like I feel I'm bad. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. I feel bad saying that. And like for the prices too, I don't like that. Like it's it doesn't make no sense. Yeah, I'm looking at the menu right now. Like I'm looking at the brunch menu and this shit. The egg rolls are disgusting. Don't ever get those. They're fucking horrible. Dude, I feel like sometimes specific in cities like the Atlantas and Houston's and DCs and all that, when it comes to like black folk brunch spots specifically in restaurants and all that, it's like something like a couple people tell you that this is a dope black owned spot. And then we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, we have to go here. Or right. like, or you're broke if you don't want to pay this food, or you don't right. support black, if you don't support black folk, just say that and all that type of shit. And it's like for me, first of all, I'm I'm fine. I enjoy the regular basic spots at that. I like the hood spots. I like the basic spots. All oh, that. I'm, yeah, I'm not bougie whatsoever. And I'm and me saying I'm not bougie whatsoever. That's not an insult because when I say bougie, I'm not thinking of like as in a negative way. Bougie to me, I say bougie jokingly with people all the time. I to me that just means you like really nice things. I don't mean it negatively at all. But these spots, they're so fake bougie. Like, just yes. be just be you, my nigga. Like, you you trying to have all these extra expensive foods, and then you trying to have all these extra tight dress codes and shit. For it, what? Right. And then Black people want to, and Black people think they got a corner. It's got to be crowded and it's all because, of that. It's because Black people, okay, this also might be controversial. I feel like I need a disclaimer. If y'all can't tell, <laughs> I grew up in white spaces, obviously um wait a minute no hold this i'm sorry before we move on because i'm gonna forget hold that thought please remember it on their menu they have a monza Musa tower a decadent combination of 14 karat gold pancakes yard bird platter fried lobster and grits one bottle of perrier jouet one bottle of ace of spades you only live once serves up to four guests one thousand dollars and guess what because how niggas in Atlanta do think they got to show off, they're going to go and buy that, post it all on their IG story and all on Twitter. And then niggas who don't live in Atlanta see, oh, we got to do that. When we go to the All-Star game, when we go to the Black Greek picnic, blah, 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 we got to stunt. And then that's how these places, like you said, it stays packed. That's how they stay packed because somebody's posting it and the other niggas, like, they think they got to show off on that shit. I mean, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Listen, like, it's a, it's it's one hundred percent for show. And my thing is, is like there's two different type of black people, and I think I fall in the other category of black. You got regular black who like to stunt and show off, and like they go to these places because they need to, they just need to be seen. Like people just want to be seen. They're not actually here for what they're serving. They just want to be seen and say that they went. 
And if they don't go, then they have FOMO. See, I'm not that type of bitch. I don't have FOMO. I don't give a fuck if you say Jesus Christ is going to be there. I don't give a damn. If the food ain't good. Because I'm like, I'm me, and Jesus, me and Jesus cool already. So I ain't got to be there. I'm not going. So you have the Black people who just always need to be in the know, always need to be in the mix. Because if, if you're not there, you ain't cool. Okay. Which you need therapy and need to rediscover who the fuck Correct. you are. And then you have me and you who it's like, I'm here for the... Full experience, okay? I'm trying to have a good time, my How is the service? How is the drinks? Was the food good? How was the ambiance? How is the music, uh, the house music that's playing? Like this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? I'm here for the entire experience. So if five, if, if, if they check off all the boxes except for, okay, the service was slow, I'll probably go back there because I know what to expect now. The service is going to be slow, but I had a great fucking time. The drinks yes. were fire. The food was fire. The ambiance was great. You know what I mean? That place, it's cute as fuck. It's super, it's fake bougie. Like you said, the gold and the velvets is fake fucking bougie. A thousand percent. Um, food is fucking mediocre. Drinks are terrible. And the service is beyond slow, my nigga. Like yes. you definitely know that you're in a black establishment. So if you are going in there thinking that you're going to get regular restaurant service, you need to manage your expectations because it's not. And that's one of the main reasons why I don't like going there because one, the food is mediocre. The drinks are terrible and the service is so fucking slow. Like the last time I went, I went with my neighbor I ordered a, uh, a mimosa. It took like 30 minutes for my drink to come and our appetizer came before the drink. And then she was already asking me for our entrees before my first drink even hit the goddamn table. God dang. <laughs> so I'm like, as black people, I want to support black hundred percent, but we got to so do- Is that what you were saying? Cause I know I had cut you off earlier and you said you grew up in white spaces, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I was just saying there's two, there's two different types okay. of black. Okay, just want to make sure we got back to it. Yeah, there's black people who expect to experience things and then you have black people who just want to do shit. Okay. And I do not fall in that category. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, white people like to do shit, but they, they're white people is an experience. And my thing is like, as black people, I know we hate the white man, but at least take a page <laughs> out of the goddamn book, nigga. They you can learn from your enemy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you like, what? Tell me how Christopher Columbus befriended the Native Americans and then murked all them niggas. Like, you need to think about, like, white Show me how, my nigga. Show me. Like, <laughs> Teach me the game. More of, like, white people when we, make, when we build businesses. And the thing is, like, black people don't want to fucking do that. And that's where the disconnect lies. You have to have the customer service. You have to have, you know, whatever you're trying to do. You got to have, what if you're trying to open up a clothing brand, quality clothes, this, that, and the third. You want to open up a salon, not know, have your hair wash, press, pre-braided, and trimmed. And then hey, I be seeing what, I be seeing what y'all women be writing on Twitter talking Maybe. about these. <laughs> not, I do not fall in the women category either because I have locks. Because <laughs> I be seeing women complain about all these hairdressers and hairstylists and shit. I'm like, bro, that shit is brutal dealing with these hairstylists out here these days. It's, it's crazy. Wild. It's crazy. I'm like, I want to support black, but black people make it hard. Not all black people. Let's no, but I said, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, I don't want to contend because you no, know, we, we, I don't want us to get mixed in with them Twitter niggas who's always hard on black no, people. No, 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 yeah, no. She, she definitely ain't. But no. I just don't want us to start sounding like we mixing in with them niggas. No, and no, it's, it's, to do better as a community. Let's elevate as a community. Yeah, okay. it's just like because I mean, obviously, other races do this too, but we're black, so we're gonna be harder on our on our people. You're harder on your family and on your loved ones and stuff, and it's just frustrating because like there's a there's a spot on Edgewood. It's like a um like the Fat Tuesdays and Pineapple Willies type of spot. Oh, they yeah. had uh, what's that called? called? Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. It just uh, opened like last year or something. Yes, 
I can see it. I can. It's got see those it. frozen cocktails. I can see. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can see it. What I don't know what the name called? of it is. I've never been though, so. Now yeah. see now for the folk we gotta I gotta name it for the folk that's listening, cause they fake bougie as well and the okay. shit's mediocre. Shit, yeah, shit was mediocre like slush, slush ATL. Yes, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's called slush. Like they wouldn't let. I think I don't know if I remember telling you so, but they wouldn't let me and my boy in because we had uh, I had a t-shirt and then some regular shorts on, not even basketball shorts or anything, and they wouldn't let us in with that on and stuff. And then like it was packed in there. Service was horrible. You take it takes forever for you to get your drink you and shit. There? Huh? Can you eat there? No, I didn't eat, but my sister and brother-in-law went and both of them was like the food was mediocre as hell. And it's just like and like and stuff and it's not expensive, but it's overpriced for what they have. And it's yeah. just like, who do y'all think y'all are, bro? Like you could to be honest, you probably could make more money if your shit was a little cheaper. Cause I'm a, if it's shit's a little cheaper, cheap. I'm gonna order, I'm gonna order three drinks, my nigga. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm niggas, gonna order. Niggas love cheap, okay? That's why pineapple willies and fat two days exist, okay? No, comfortably, not cheap, comfortably priced. Okay. <laughs> or competitively priced too, as well. Yes, you know, exactly. Make niggas think they're getting a discount, you know? Right. But like, so like, you have places like, what's it called? Like Black House ATL or something like that. It's, it's B L A Q H A U S. Okay. That's what. No. Say what? New? Um, I don't know if it's new. I think it's over in uh Camp Creek, uh, near Camp Creek, though. Never heard of it. So um, let me see. Where is it again? Oh, no, I'm tripping. It's in Marietta. You know, I will say, though, there is a place that is, that teeters on the line of fake bougie and bougie. You know, okay. CNC Social House. That place is dope. Say what? Say it again. C and C. So C is in cat, ampersand sign, C is in cat, social house. Uh. I've heard it. I haven't been there though. It's cute. It's it's super small. It's very elegant. Drinks fire. Food fire. Actually, service <laughs> is niggas. <laughs> niggas gonna but, be. Will I go back? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. When I'm feeling a little niggas, yeah. Because <laughs> like the Black House ATL, like it's annoying because they're they do brunch, bottomless mimosas, but you have a ninety minute time limit. There and I'm like an hour and a half, nigga. We be at brunch on the back for two, three hours, bro. Why? That's why, bro. So, but that's annoying. Like ninety minutes, and then because when the service is bad, and that you got bottomless mimosas, and this nigga then only came back once or twice with yeah. to refill your drink over a ninety minute span, and now you got to leave. It's like it wasn't even worth it. No. So like, so I'm I'm definitely a person. I like I like the nicer places too, or whatever. But I'm fine going to those regular basic spots. Like I like those regular, regular, regular spots. But I also, I also know, uh, also know I'm getting older now, because I was in, uh, you know, Fin and Feather on Edgewood. Uh, are you ever been there? Yes, of course I've been. Oh, okay. I know you say okay. You show your head the other way. Okay, I got you. But like, so for the folk who don't know, when you hear Edgewood, that's different, y'all. Yeah. Edgewood, it's, it's, it's Edgewood niggas be out, especially during the summer. It be niggas all over Edgewood, bro. It's a whole lot of spots on Edgewood. Edgewood's also the spot where I got too drunk and someone had to give me a ride home and I left my car down there. So I was praying all morning that my car, the windows weren't broken into or my car didn't get towed or it, that it was still there and didn't get stolen. That I was praying. So Edgewood, it's, it, you can turn up though and have a good time, but 
Well, I feel I like it's getting ratchet. It's getting more ratchet, though. I feel like. Oh, baby, it's about to get a whole lot more gentrified. Oh, oh. So, well, I mean, it's well, it's gotten more ratchet than it used to be. So I guess now it's going from hood to ratchet to now gentrified. Then. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, Finn and Feather, it though. Was, it is, was no hood back in the day when I was, like, in high school. Because I was coming down here in high school when it really was not a safe place to be. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was, and then, like, I don't know if it was because we had been in a shutdown and a pandemic for so long or something. But, like, last summer and stuff, it was so many, like, shootings and stuff down there in Edgewood. And, my fir- and like, my first part here, it wasn't as crazy. So I don't know if it was because... Niggas have been shut down for too long and they just started wowing or something. No, I think I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, because I think fourth of July, I was like, trip, what, what did I take? Hold up. We were me and my neighbors were all tripping on all either mushrooms, acid, or ecstasy. Oh I don't know oh what I was God. on. I don't remember what I was on, but I was on one of one of them. And it was fourth of July. And I remember we were watching the fireworks on the rooftop, just tripping balls, y'all. And like there was a point in time for like five minutes where there was no fireworks, but there was just like, bah, 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 bah. and we're like, oh my God, we're in the fireworks. <laughs> and, then, and then I wake up the next morning, it's like 18 people dead. I was like, whoa, oh, shit. that's what that was? <laughs> so Bruh. fucked up. <laughs> Bruh. So, so what was I saying? Oh, Fin and Feather. It's one of those, like, it's a turn up brunch spot usually whatever like you go in there you have bottomless mimosas for like twenty dollars and then you got some chick walking around with a microphone like she's a dj and a host and just talking yelling shout outs and where the capricorns whose birthday today blah 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 all that good shit they're bringing out the, and then of course we in atlanta so they're gonna bring that hookah out the hookah out here people up dancing turning up music loud but i knew i was old when I'm in there with three friends and I'm like, I can barely hear y'all speak. It's too fucking loud in here. I'm like, shit, take me to fucking Starbucks or something. This shit is loud as a motherfucker in here. God, yeah. dang. But yeah. Finn and Feather, that's a good turn up brunch spot though. And if you got it on a great Atlanta day, mm. and when I say on a great Atlanta Saturday where you go to a brunch spot and then someone's going to be like, y'all want to go somewhere else after this? So you go from a brunch spot, then like you can go across the street to fucking Harold's which is across the street, get some wings, some more hookah and some more drinks or something. You can leave there. You can come out to the battery and to some spots. Okay. If, first of all, don't listen to that man. If you're in Edgewood, don't listen to that man. If you're in Edgewood and you're having a good time, you're not going to drive 35 whatever minutes outside the city to go get drunk in a white I live down the street from the battery, so I'm definitely coming out here because then cause I'm going right That's because you live OTP, okay? No. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Uh, you- can you tell the people what OTP means, please? Outside of the perimeter. I had to explain this to my to my little oh they I, might not they might not know when they listen. Some of the folks I had to explain know. that too. Okay, explain explain to the folk what you mean by outside the perimeter. Outside the perimeter. So Atlanta, so the thing is about Georgia is that we're a total red state. And Atlanta is this big, and that's the only blue part of the entire state. Basically. It's like, hold on, it's like Florida dealing with you have Miami, Tallahassee, and Orlando. Outside of that, everywhere else is red. Yeah, but except for that, it's just it, it's only blue on one spot. Yeah, but yeah, that's the difference though. The heart of the city. So Atlanta is like you know the perimeter. So wherever Atlanta is, that's Fulton County, the border, the lines, the border lines, whatever. If you live outside of that, north. South, east, west, you live OT fucking P. You even live on the north side, you live on the south side, east side, or the west side. That's basically it. 
Um, and then when you say, when you say it, but it's cheap, it's cheaper out here. I'll tell you that. And powers, when we say outside the perimeter, when you, when you hear people say the greater Metro Atlanta, <laughs> because these motherfucking counties want to be included so goddamn bad. That includes Cobb County, Gwinnett County, Forsyth County, Clay County. Okay. And I think one more, I'm thinking I'm missing one more than one other county. That's the greater Metro Atlanta, but that's still OTP as fuck because it's not, it's not, no. And the people like William who live on the border that have the Atlanta ad, the address, they think they're in Atlanta. No, no, no. no. My address is Ashley Smyrna. It's not even Atlanta. <laughs> but if you, if you're coming from Smyrna or wherever the fuck you live to Edgewood, then yeah, you're going to go back the fuck home and get drunk yeah. home and then take your no, black ass home. <laughs> and no one ever, and when I be like, yeah, let's go out to the battery, people are like, nah, I ain't going all the way out there. I'm like, nah, come on, Because it's a honky-tonk town. I be trying to convince, I be trying to convince people all the time, come on out, man. It is so, it's like 50 to $100 for parking alone. No, and see, then you're surrounded is, by mayo packets who don't be doing nothing but loud and rowdy and oh no. Y'all don't listen to her. Listen she to me. I'm born and raised from here and I'm from Gwinnett see. County and Cobb County. So I'm sitting here and tell you the motherfucking truth. No, and that's see. how I live motherfucker Edgewood. Nice, look, nice. Look, you guys. have my fucking accent coming out now, folks. Look, look at you, nigga. I guys, hate you. Guys, guys, see, that's the problem. She's born and raised here. She doesn't realize like the rest of these other niggas born and raised here. It's different. It's not like it used to be now. It's not like it used to be because you hear all, all these niggas is always like, like when uh when the parade was coming, they was like, yeah, we going out to parade out to the battery. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, tell them off a cop. We going out there. Fuck that. They racist. Like everybody, all my all my black friends that are born and raised in Atlanta, they all as soon as they be like, where you live? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm near the battery. Bro. Let, me, let me let me just add a little more context here. <laughs> Yes, it's fucking racist shit out there because the fuck the, it's it's old money and it's old white money. So it's different, yes. guys. It's, different. it's old money and it's old white money. So every person you walk into, you meet, you might meet a Chuck and he might be real cool, but he's over here calling you all types of hard R behind the closed so door. White, so America. And next, <laughs> you have Cobb County police. Fuck them niggas. Fuck Cobb County. Okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's why I was glad I got pulled over. A, I got pulled over a couple months ago, but it was Smyrna police and not Cobb County. Even worse. No, Smyrna police. No, my experience is way. But Smyrna police way he, better he than Cobb County. He ain't from here. So maybe Smyrna police. Maybe they did get their shit together. Who knows? I'm but, telling Cobb, you because you born and raised, you used to how it was when you was growing up. Listen, Cobb, it's, it's still fuck Cobb County all day long. And it's always going to be fuck Gwinnett County too as well. And you can throw Clayco in that bitch too as well. It's going to be all fuck all them niggas. You're, like uh, you, just, you a Grady baby? No, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try me. Uh, I forgot what my other thing was. But yes, it is racist. And you have the fucking police out there. They're acting crazy. Guys, guys, look. You come out to Smyrna. We have a good time. We go over to the battery. You know what I'm saying? It's so we far to, from the city. We can go to main event. Um, we can go to Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> For y'all, Cumberland is a mall and it's ratchet as fuck. It, you know what's funny? It is right now. Cumberland Mall is ratchet. <laughs> Cumberland Mall used to be where Linux is. And for some, how Linux and Cumberland switched in levels is beyond me. Okay. My boy was telling me, my boy said, bro, I don't know why Cumberland is the way it is now. It didn't used to be like that, but it'd be fights and shit out here. Cumberland's ratchet now. I don't get it. Cumberland's always been ratchet. Nah, it's, it's just I, before, 
Well, I'm about to say, well, okay, it's always been ratchet, but it ain't been as bad as it is now. Like, it be high schoolers, high schoolers stay getting in fights in the parking lot out in this bitch. Like, it be, it be ghetto as shit in this fucking mall, dog. That food, like, court, that food court hella dangerous. Be careful. Oh, my God. I was just about to say, walking through that damn food court, bro, it's like, let me hold my pockets and this shit. Like, you never, ever, ever enter through the food court side. You always go through, like, underneath where the parking garage is or through Macy's yep. tomorrow. Like you never go through the food court size, go through Sears if you have to. Like, fuck that. And this was funny though, but it's funny because like how all of y'all that's from Atlanta, how y'all talk about Smyrna in this area, and it's it's hella black folk out here now. It's hella black folk, and but I mean it's but 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 when you but when you think about Atlanta, like Atlanta, Atlanta, how black it is, for someone who's not from Atlanta or whatever and not used and wasn't used to being able to see all these black people it's a lot of black people out here in Smyrna but if you compare it to like other parts and going into Atlanta Atlanta it's not as much as that so that's what's just crazy that it's that many black people because it's still a lot of black folk out here like in my apartment complex my apartment complex though it's not that many white people. It's a lot of Asian folk. Like, I'm pretty sure when you come out here, you see a lot of Indian. There's a lot of I'm Indians. Uh, South Cobb Drive has a little Mexico right there. I was. That's what I was about to say. I like, love out here, and not not just South Cobb, though. Like, you get on regular Cobb Parkway, because, you know, when you come out from my apartment complex and you get onto Cobb Parkway and Target's right in front of you, if mm-hmm. you turn right, you go three stoplights down, it turns into Atlanta. You turn yep. left, one stoplight down, it turns into Marietta. Okay. And when you go towards Marietta, all the Dominican and Mexican laundromats, restaurants, little shops and all that, it's so many Hispanic shops down on that little area. And then right here in my area, in my complex, is so many Indians that live here. So it's way more Indians, Black folk and Hispanics than it is white people, which is which is just crazy still for me. Like even like I'm still not, I mean, I'm used to it, but I still recognize it. Now, y'all that are from Atlanta, you're so used to seeing all these black people. But growing up in Louisville, it was just black and white folk. But mm-hmm. when you went to school, like when I went to school, high school, middle school, elementary school, it was always more white people than anything else. But well, then- say, Sorry. No, you got it. I will say when I grew up in Gwinnett, cause like I was born in Gwinnett County, that's where I'm from originally. And then I grew up until I was up there until I was 13 to about seventh grade, my parents got divorced. And then I moved down to East Cobb. So that was my third point of this Cobb County thing. It's like, fuck the police, uh, the white people. But also, like, Marietta is a very interesting city. Cobb County is a very interesting county. Because mm-hmm. where you live, like, you're saying, like, oh, there's all these black people. Blah, blah, blah. That is very true. I'm not discounting that. But when you go into true Cobb County, because where you live is not truly Cobb County. You live in Marietta City. Well, it's like Marietta. It's I know. You, you know, I know, yeah. You, know I mean? you live in the county, but you live in Marietta City. Which is which, and then Smyrna was like, "Fuck Marietta City, we want to be Smyrna City," and that's why Smyrna got cut off into Smyrna. That's but you, before Smyrna was Smyrna, it was Marietta City, um, and so that's where all the black people and the poor people used to live because all the white people live in proper East Cobb, who go to Roswell, Kell, all that shit, Pope. Um, well, that's what I was about to say because like Cobb County is so big and stuff. So right. like, Cobb County is like legitimately cut in half if you think about it. If you really look at it, it's like dead ass cut in half. That's not even a joke. Well, um, I was just gonna say that because you're talking when you were talking about saying it's hella black and blah blah blah, but it gets hella white when you get out to because Cobb County goes stretch all the way out to Ackworth and Kennesaw, and then when you get out there. That's the dip. That's the very I'm also different. Talking about county. Like going to Roswell, like true yeah. East Cobb. Yeah. Like, 
If you go down Roswell Road all the way to the Roswell Chick-fil-A yep, yep. over there where the Chipotle is, there's Old Navy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's true Cobb County. And so, like, I will say, like, you know, people like, no, I'm not going to, when Black people say, like, no, I'm not going to Cobb County, it's A, too fucking far, B, because of the police, not really because of the white people, but it's also because Cobb County used to never be safe. And because white people are constantly like redrawing the school districts to keep mm-hmm. to keep it how it is. Like it has been that way for decades. Like what you're seeing is how it's been for my entire life. It has just gotten progressively worse and more spread out. And like the the divide is definitely there. Like there's definitely yeah. a separation line there. Um, and they because they fight and they cling so hard to redraw these lines. So that's why it's like that. And so that's why, like in Marietta, like I went, I graduated from Wheeler. Shout out to JB playing for the Celtics. That's my nigga. Um but yeah, like we graduated from Wheeler. So like Bentley Road, that's not a safe place to go. Lincoln, Lincoln Heights or whatever that apartment complex was, like, no, Madison apartments, no, like, because there was mad shootouts. Like there was like people were say getting marked over there. Like by my house, like where I grew up in, in Cobb County, like it was not, it was the straight fucking hood, bro. Like that shit was never safe, like at all, period. So Cobb County is a really interesting fucking county because. Yeah, and that's why Cobb County police are the, the way they are because they have all these white people in their pockets and they just I mean they quota. On another note, has when do you feel like lemon pepper wings became synonymous with Atlanta? Like, do you feel like yeah. as you do you feel like but do you feel like your whole life you can remember it being synonymous with Atlanta? Because I feel like I don't think that started being a thing that we all heard anyways outside of Atlanta. Until like the like the later two thousands around like oh eight oh nine. I'm gonna tell you why. It's because Gucci made a song, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. When he yeah. dropped, what was it? Lemonade. When he dropped that, mm-hmm. that was it. Lemon pepper wings and that was oh it. yeah. That was it after that. That's why that became a thing. And then it became um, some but, cult favorite. <laughs> yes, it's that's because of why. And then the hot lemon or the lemon pepper hot is how y'all coined it. The lemon pepper hot. Not y'all, because I don't fool with it. I don't know what that fucking means. Like when people like, I want to get lemon pepper hot, hot lemon pepper. I'm like, I know what it means, but I'm like, no, bro. You get the fucking I- hot wings with the lemon pepper sprinkles, unless you do truly want hot lemon pepper wings and that's a whole different story i but thought like, they meant like i thought they meant they wanted like some buffalo wings with lemon pepper on there when they say hot lemon pepper i never really understood that, that. was the original the original fr- from what i've grown up with when we go to american deli which i call a deli it's american deli you go to american deli you get a fucking 10 piece hot with lemon pepper sprinkles that's it and then somehow that turned into like lemon pepper hot wings I don't know how that became a thing. I mean, obviously it's not too far of a stretch, but like you will never catch me ordering hot lemon pepper wings. 